0: Hi, thank you Hello. for joining. Um, so just I haven't told you anything about it yet. So I'm calling the podcast Fresh Hell. Um, Fresh Hell. No hell, not L.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Right.
0: <laughs> 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 but yeah, so I'm calling it fresh hell i'm going to probably call say l a bunch of times but yeah um so every episode i'm going to invite either a friend or an expert or something um to discuss a fresh hell problem hellish problem in nigeria Um. so um i am going to I have spoken to a bunch of my friends in a while, so I'm also going to use this as an opportunity to like catch up with friends. Um, <laughs> I'm going to ask what's going on in your life, and then I'm going to dive into the problem that we are talking about for the day. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I should do a dis- I should do a detailed description of what we're doing. Um, so I'm just going to do a very short intro. In every episode, we'll uncover the challenges that Nigeria is facing, and um, sometimes we'll explore some of the transformative initiatives that people are um, have come up with to make a difference or to solve some of the problems. Um, and they will be well-researched, well-researched conversations um, research by me and sometimes hopefully by somebody who knows something about the thing that we are discussing. Um yeah so at the end of every episode there's going to be a bit of a little game that I've made up. It's called um hack or what was it? I've forgotten the name. It's called <laughs> is this a life hack? So essentially what you're going to do is I'm going to give you a scenario and you're going to tell me if it's a life hack or if you think that I should send the person to Fresh Hell jail. Oh,
1: um,
0: okay. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. So I've spoken to you in a bit. Um, so just a bit of context, what we're talking about today is um, the current field custody and just like the history of the scarcity which is funny because I asked you when your birthday was like today's yesterday was it? And yeah. okay, so it's an interesting it's an interesting way to continue our conversation. Um yeah so okay. what's going on with you? Have you been? How's your week going? How's your life going?
1: Um, um what's going on with me? Um I mean I've had a good week um uh, just meetings here and there i'm um, going to
0: interrupt you for a second i didn't introduce you
1: <laughs> oh okay yeah that's all right
0: i didn't introduce you so today the guest is Buega who is a brilliant ios developer that's correct right yeah
1: that is correct yes that is in okay. fact correct
0: okay awesome yeah so Buega and i have been friends for a while i'm going to say three years um
1: yeah, yeah, three years, yeah. 18, Twenty
0: 18, nineteen. Yeah, eighteen nineteen. Um yeah. we haven't seen a lot of each other recently, but we do try to catch up by text, so this is a nice new piece, I would
1: say. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is a, a nice a, a nice means of communication.
0: Yeah, I would so agree it's a it's a good way to kind of merge my two interests all right um you were telling me about your week
1: um yeah no my week has been okay um you know just mostly work which Mm -hmm. i guess is is everyone's week but but you know meetings and all but but that was fun and um, what else, like my personal life? Yeah, my personal life is awesome. You know, I'm a rock star, just doing like <laughs> fun
0: stuff. So, our-
1: yeah, so, so yeah, that's good as well. So, you know, I'm really grateful, yeah.
0: That's really good, I'm glad to hear that. Okay, yeah, so today, I think I said earlier, but today what we are going to be speaking about is the current fuel situation. And I'm also going to go into the history of our fuel scarcity and physically nigeria's very toxic relationship with fuel scarcity very on and off relationship um actually mostly on but problematically on relationship um and yeah i'm just going to run you through the history all of the very i don't know i don't know if anybody finds it necessary but all of the very specific <laughs> very specific history of it and if you have any insights, if you have any questions that I hopefully will be able to answer at any point, just like interrupt me, ask your questions. Let's make it a bit interactive if we can.
1: Sure. Okay. All
0: right. All right. Cool, 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 cool. So I guess firstly, do you like what's your what's your general opinion about I know that you're um you're a bit like I guess adjacent would be the word.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and for your relationship feels scarcity, but like, what's your?
1: Um. Yeah. No. No. Like, your... like, like you said. Like, you know, I'm a bit adjacent to it. I would say. Um. Just because I'm currently not in the country, but. Um. I mean, I do hear. Obviously, I I do hear things. Um. For my people back home mm-hmm. um you know and you know yeah. it's usually about in relation to like the traffic the uh, the sort of the the hiking sort of transportation so i'd say you know currently mm-hmm. i guess that's that's a bit problematic and yeah. i wish I, obviously I, I'm, I'm wishing like you know some stuff it gets resolved in some way
0: yeah 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 same because i'm in the I'm in the heat of it, so I'm hoping that something mm-hmm. happens soon. So yeah, so um, I think that you know that the entire the chaos that we're currently in started around your birthday <laughs> in March. Yeah. Um, I think. Sorry. Uh, no! I thought
1: that's okay. good. Um, no, it's not good, but you <laughs> know, obviously, well, it's good to be popular for something.
0: <laughs> okay, it started particularly, Um, I think, on the 30th of May. Okay. So the president said in his speech that, um, yeah, so for sure, he's confirming that fuel subsidy is no longer going to be a thing. And then, like, within minutes, honestly, um, fuel petrol stations starts closed close down, petrol stations are already increasing their prices, um, and people are like, there's like genuine chaos around it. Um, people are expecting that possibly once an NPC gives a statement, prices will go back to their original places and they will know when the um, subsidies officially supposed to end. But that didn't happen. The NPC came and said that, um, that yeah, the fuel scarcity is over. And now we are at the mercy of the markets, their own um, their own. What they tried to use to comfort people was that um, because it's now the same price as, or because it's now at the mercy of the markets, it means that the price is going to go down soon. I'm not really sure what the rationale there was, but that was their um, general a. The general way of trying to pacify people. Um, so days later, or a week later, also, I'm not really sure. The and Labour Congress, Nigerian Labour Cong- Congress, threatened that they were going to go on strike. Their um, their own um, or their main qualms or their main fights with the federal government was that they didn't listen to their their recommendations for the best way to go from a subsidy subsidized um economy to a non-subsidized economy. And one of the one of their demands was that the federal government to increase minimum wage from 30,000 naira to 200,000 naira. Mm. Um yeah. Um obviously that didn't happen. Um but at some point the Labour Congress announced that they no longer doing their um, their strike because they've come to some kind of understanding with the FG that the FG was going to consider their their demands, right? Um, but I guess the funny thing or the interesting thing to me is that like this is this entire story that I've just told is happened like two three years ago as well. Um in 2020 <laughs> in 2020 um Bahari also said that he was removing subsidy, that subsidy was no longer a thing. At the time, the price of petrol increased from um from I believe it was 81 at the time to around, to around 145. Um, but then he said that it wasn't like, there was no subsidy, that subsidy was officially removed. But then in around, um, in 2020, close to the election period, it seems like they slightly snuck back subsidy into the um, the budget or whatever, the thing that they were doing. Mm. Um, it wasn't announced or anything, but I imagine the plan there was that people feel like the plan is working or something. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, so, the, so, that's, the current. So they put, they the... put it
1: back when it was election time. How convenient. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Um, so like the, the, I'm going to run you through the history of the subsidy. Are you ready? Yes. So, subsidy was initially implemented in nigeria in the 1970s um, as a reaction to the 1973 global oil shock um, so the oil shock was like the obviously there was no subsidy at the time and then the prices of petrol globally um increased is the word exponentially increased a lot sure. um, so then the military head of state at the time who was Yakubu Gowon, he implemented a subsidy to help people manage the uncontrollable price of petrol. Um, at the time, a, we had the same problem that we have now. We didn't have any refineries, so there was no way for Nigeria to determine its own price of the final product of petrol. Um, so since then, every change in government, they have tried to adjust the pressure of subsidy on the economy. Um, so they would try to increase the price or remove the amount of subsidy that was on petrol but then there would be like a riot or a protest or something and then they would have to um, reduce it and um, so this happened in the time of Sani Abacha it happened with um, Obasanjo it happened with Good Luck Jonathan but what's funny is that every time that they would increase it every time that they would reduce it it would never go back to the original price. It will always be like twenty to forty naira more. So basically what has happened is that it has become it has increased gradually over the years. Um so I mentioned earlier that Buhari in um reduced sorry, Buhari removed subsidy in twenty fifteen. Yes. At the time NPC said the thing that they said now which is that um that the market is going to work in favor things are going to reduce ETC ETC but the funny thing is that when that subsidy removal happened um, activities in the country slowed down too so much that Nigeria, so much that Nigeria went into its worst recession in 27
1: years oh wow <laughs> um, this doesn't sound good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it doesn't sound good. And it seems like we are on our way to another recession because not only has our current president removed subsidy and the price of petrol is now more than, I don't know, I don't know percentages, I don't know, Max, <laughs> but I'm going to say 500%. <laughs> He's now more than 500% more than it was before. He has also increased price of um university. They've reduced, they've they've increased, they've basically changed the, um, man, I don't know, everything is more expensive now, <laughs>
1: everything
0: is more expensive, people have to work, work everywhere, so we are, it seems like we are headed towards another recession. Um, so, I mean, there have been a bunch of arguments about if subsidy is good or not if like the government should be subsidizing petrol or not. But I wanted to ask, what do you think? Do you have any opinion on whether or not there should be a petrol
1: subsidy? Oh, oh, oh I felt I that this was coming. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, opi- um, Well, I mean, subsidy, good. um, No subsidy, bad. Is, is that an opinion?
0: That is an opinion. <laughs> Well, let's take a break and when we come back, we will discuss what people like and don't like about petrol subsidies. There's no ad because she doesn't have a sponsor. But thank you so much for listening so far. Um so let's get back to it. There are like different advantages and disadvantages to subsidies. Um Firstly, uh, I mean, obviously we all know that like petrol subsidy in- reduces the cost of fuel, which in Nigeria specifically is basically a for um, survival commodity, right? Um, so people having to spend more more of their like income on something that they probably use as much as they buy bread um, is is a bit of a, concern um but one of the things that people generally say against subsidy is that um petrol is one of the i guess most most of the people that are anti-subsidy one of the different people but one of the debates is like the environmental concern right that if you're subsidizing subsidizing petrol then you're encouraging more use of it and that's like ruining the environment and there's also oh, the true. yeah there's also the um there's also the argument that the money that is being spent on subsidy could be spent on other things like education like um free health care um things like that but i mean if we use the last two months as anything to go by, they're not using that money, (laughs) they're not using that money for anybody. (laughs) So so I don't know that that's an argument that works in Nigeria. Um, But like those who argue against subsidy also argue that it's politically charged, which I guess um, in Guari's case, for instance, was reflected. Um, Like he, basically slog back subsidy the the basically was using the price of petrol even up, up until when the president took power. They were basically using the price of petrol as a ploy to get um to get that party elected. Right. So in 2020 mm-hmm. when it's for the elections, he reduced the price so that people feel um I guess more um not as like, annoyed at him, and then they basically held off on the subsidy, held off on it, held off on it, until this new person joined, and then they passed on the button to scatter everything to him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. <laughs> it, it, it feels like subsidy is like the like a game controller. It's like what it's what they use to control control sentiments.
0: Yeah, essentially. So, yeah, I think we've established the benefits and the disadvantages of petrol subsidy. Um, um, but we've only been speaking from Nigeria's perspective, right? Um, so I, I wanted to, like when I was reading all these things, I wanted to know how other countries, if other countries have... Um, have had similar like removals and how they handled it, and um, what their successes were, and what their um, shortcomings were. And then, I'm just, and then after that, I'm just going to talk about what Nigeria is doing now. Um, spoiler alert, it's mostly nothing. Um, so cushion the basically the giant's mess that has been caused by subsidy. Um, and then, yeah. We're gonna play our game. All right. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the first I so in my notes, I basically arranged it from what I thought was the best, was the country who handled their subsidy removal the worst, until the one that I thought did it the best. So um I'm gonna start from number one, which is Bolivia. Um so in 2020. In 2010, rather, Bolivia removed their petrol subsidy, um, uh, which essentially was them um, lifting a price freeze that had been in place for six years. So they basically um, froze the price of pet of petrol for six years. Um, and then in 2010, they removed it. Um, At the time, according to Bolivia's president, the decision to end subsidies was made in an effort to reduce the smuggling um, that was happening in the country. People were smuggling low-priced gasoline and um, low-priced diesel to neighboring countries I don't know the map so i'm not really sure what countries are neighboring to bolivia um but yeah they were sending the petrol there um the uh, so at the when when that happened right the price of public transportation and the price of everything increased by over 80 percent um and then as a result, eh, nobody could get to work. And so um, trade unions went on strike and there were many demonstrations. Um, it was very similar to Nigeria. They didn't really do, they didn't have any like contingency plans in place. They didn't really do anything. They were just like, well, <laughs> this is becoming stressful. Let's just remove the thing that's causing the stress." Um, but nobody liked that. They just went on riots. Um, uh, the second on the list was Ghana. They they tried but mm, then uh, <laughs> the African mentality <laughs> took over. Um so Gata's primary strategy when they were going to remove their own subsidy was communication. So they before the subsidy removal, which was in two thousand and five, they um did an independent poverty and social impact impact assessment that revealed to them this um, concept that I'm personally not sure about, that the greatest benefits of subsidy are to rich people. Um, And they used this finding to drive the government's communication campaign. Um, This included the government going to radio stations to basically talk about the subsidy removal, why they're doing it, and what they intend to do for the people, um, how they intend to, ensure that the prices don't um affect people too much um he also did like interviews with trade unions officials gover- government officials also did like different town basically town hall kind of one-on-one chats and um, so what they told mm-hmm. them that they were going to do was that they were going to um reduce or remove the prices of state um the fees for state-run primary and secondary schools, um, and they were going to increase the number of public transport buses that were available for people. Um, They also said that they were going to put a price cap on um, the price of public transportation so that people are not um, basically um, blindsided by prices of moving around. Um, They were going to increase the minimum wage and they were going to start programs to kind of help people who are affected by the prices to um regain their financial ground. Um
1: oh, that's nice.
0: Yeah, they had like it seemed like they had a bunch of things planned. Um but then this is where the Nigerian mentality hits. <laughs> Sorry not Nigeria, the African mentality. <laughs> not the
1: Nigerian mentality <laughs>
0: <laughs> once the, once they removed the subsidy the government did not maintain their commitments and um, the price hikes basically messed with people's standards of living some of the things that they promised um didn't happen the suppliers of petrol hoarded the fuel so there was a day there was a time and day that the, the subsidy was meant to start and then the um Petrol sellers basically were holding on to the fuel until the price hike happened, so that they could like benefit the most. That's 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 the African
1: crazy. (laughs) crazy.
0: (laughs) So um, it had potential, but it didn't reach it. Um, Next was Iran. So, same as Ghana, Iran also used communications um and giving people money as a way to mitigate some of the issues that people might face financially from petrol um subsidy removal um they gave citizens money in cash um
1: so oh, that like they that.
0: could yeah so they, i mean you shouldn't be telling people what to use their money for so it was <laughs> good that they had yeah. give people the payments in cash so that they could figure out the best way to use this the government also went around and um, doing pr and telling people why um petrol subsidy was a waste and they also used the um the the argument of like you can use the money for other things, like free education and all those things to um basically encourage people to not come for them when the subsidy was removed. Um and you yeah, have two more. So then there was Jordan. In Jordan they implemented a Sorry. Michael. Yes, like Michael Jordan in 2005 Jordan implemented a reform program that resulted in basically gradually eliminating energy subsidies over three years. Um, this um, Jordan, nice. Edward, sorry? i
1: sorry, I said nice.
0: Right, yeah, they didn't, um, they didn't really, they didn't do anything too drastic, right? Um, but then in but then it didn't work because um, I mean prices just kept changing, and with the changes in prices, um, the reform seemed like it wasn't really doing anything for their economy. So then, into this was in 2005. But then in 2008, the government decided they were just going to cut it like they weren't doing any quadrants; they were just going to remove the thing. However, to ensure that um, the prices aligned with the international markets, and to ensure that it's actually stuck this time. The government set up a committee that um would basically regulate the prices so um and but not not in a subsidy way so anytime that the price um, and the price of petrol would increase internationally they would reduce taxes in the country and they would like give like send money to people's bank accounts basically um and any time that the price will um and anytime that the price would like reduce they will also adjust what the benefits that they're giving to people to reflect that reduction so um the um they so it's it stock and it helped with them like it helped a lot with the um migration from a subsidy economy to a non-subsidy economy um the final is Chile, the best on my list mm-hmm is Chile. Uh, That's how you say it,
1: right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know, (laughs) Chile. I don't know. Chile. Um, Uh, Okay, yeah, yeah, let's go there.
0: (laughs) What they did was to impose a tax on the final consumer for petrol, so that whenever the price of petrol will increase internationally, the tax on, they would like reduce the tax. And whenever it would reduce internationally, they would increase the tax so that the price wasn't moving too much and nobody
1: Wait, could. Just like Jordan then.
0: Yeah, similar to Jordan. Okay. Um, yeah, so those are my five other examples.
1: Um, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Nigeria isn't like the only like you know weirdo. Like, people. lot yeah. of people like suck at this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that just because of how politically can get and how like um how tied people are to subsidies financially, it can be difficult to remove them. However, a, I think that some of the examples here have shown how um it can be done but in a situation where like Nigeria where they just kind of cut it and didn't take any,
1: any didn't, like, like preliminary steps.
0: Yeah yeah precisely and have only now started to basically um do putting like plaster on the injury right um
1: plaster
0: plaster like I don't know what they call oh, bandages
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I, I it's just. Yeah. <laughs> it's my fault.
0: <laughs> Bandages on the injury. Right. Um, so, some of what Nigeria is doing now is that. Um, so, in Buari's time, when he was like basically um, toying with our minds and teasing us with subsidies, removal on no the subsidy <laughs> He, um, his administration mentioned that um, the World Bank was going to loan Nigeria $800 million um, to to help support um, the subsidy removal. Um, it seems, I don't know. So when I was reading the news then, right, it said that the money had been approved and was going to be collected but I don't know that it was transferred. But like in the past two weeks or so, the new president has been, has sent a request to the Senate to give give them permission to collect the loan, to give him permission to collect the loan from the World Bank and that has been approved. So here's how the money is supposed to be split. What's the, world bank is loaning is 800 million dollars of that 800 million dollars 70 billion um naira is going to be or is supposed to be allocated to the house of reps for them to cushion their own um effects of the petrol increase on themselves then um so far there has been um some outcry or there some some disagreements about this so the president has asked that it be reviewed but um the plan is to give um 8 thousand um 8 thousand every month or every two months to um to 12 million Nigerians living below poverty lines oh, wow. um which is now is a very bloodline um. They are also supposed to give um, allocate some of the money to states who are supposed to use it to um, to subsidize um, grains for farmers and for traders to make um, food cheaper. They are also supposed to use it to improve um, transportation of food, so I guess a reduce the cost of transportation of food so that food um, is cheaper as well um they're also supposed to use it to mm-hmm. support some of the cost of transportation for um, daily transportation I believe and um, some of its also supposed to go to support small businesses um in June the federal government also, promised the National Labour Congress when they decided not to go on strike that they would set up a committee or they did set up a committee according to them to consider the Labour Congress's um mm. demands for how to support um the people that they are representing, which is um government workers and laborers to um Basically, the demands that they made to ensure that their people are taken care of, um, one of which I think I mentioned earlier was increasing minimum wage, Um, they are so far still waiting on those demands to be resolved or for whatever compromises that the government wants them to do to be brought back to them. Um, As of the beginning of this month, which is August, um, they. The Labour Congress again threatened to go on strike, and the federal government said that they will get back to them with um, a response within seven days, I believe. Um, So that would be by the end of the week. Um, I'm not really sure when I'll put this out, so let me just say um, they'll get back to them by the 10th of August. Considering their track record, it might take longer. Um, but I guess the Labour, the Labour Congress will see. Um, but some states are taking matters into their own hands to make things easier for their people. Um, for instance, the governor of Kwara a few weeks ago announced a three-day work week um, for people in the state um and in taraba the governor eliminated um school fees for i believe primary and secondary schools um which is also towards um so yeah which is also towards supporting um people who have try to manage the current issues with the um subsidy um but a the the thing that's the thing that we are basically waiting for apparently is mm. the refinery um so dangote is supposed to be um refining petrol for us and in some time in the future was supposed to be reaping the benefits of that locally i'm not sure when i'm not sure what's the what's the um or oh, the timeline there is, but it doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon. Um, uh, something that I wish that they were at least speaking about um, is trying to find ways to help people find, um, find or acquire renewable energy Alt, um renew, renewable energy and other energy alternatives and um, if there was like a um, I don't know what the plan would be there maybe like you need energy um um or if we had for instance electric buses that will make transportation cheaper for um, for everybody that might have that might have had some benefits. Okay, let's take another teeny tiny break, and then we can play my game. Um, it's called I forgot the name again. It's called um, life hack or fresh hell. Yes. All right, so I'm going to read two scenarios to you, and you're going to tell me if you think it's a life hack, Um if the person that does this goes to Freshel Jail and what you might do in that situation. Um, are you ready?
1: I am ready, let's get it.
0: All right, let's do it. All right, scenario one, it's 8 p.m. and you're stuck in traffic. You've been in traffic for two hours, right? Um, you have 500 Naira cash and you're getting really hungry and you, you're looking for plantain chips everywhere. Um, while you're looking, a person who cleansed who is cleaning glasses of cars and traffic comes and starts cleaning your glass and then they ask you for money. Um, You want to give them money, but you only have that 500 Naira right, Um, and you don't want to give up your chips. So you tell them to go and look for 500 Naira change and then come back. And while while they're running away, um, the traffic starts to move and the traffic is moving really quickly now. Um, You want to wait, but obviously you're on the highway and there's nowhere to wait, right? A and yeah, so you start driving and while you're driving you see somebody with um in your rear view mirror running towards you waving <laughs> notes and they're like probably two hundred naira notes because you send the person to um to get four hundred, right? Um so yeah. <laughs> in this scenario, are you an asshole?
1: I I mean I, I don't think I'm an asshole because I mean what am I going to do truck traffic <laughs> okay. I, I don't think I'm an, I don't think I'm an asshole in this situation. Okay, is
0: this a jailable but
1: offense? I, but I hear you. Right. Um, no, it's no, it's not jailable offense. I mean, sh- sure, pu- the pu- the court of public opinion will say oh uh, he sucks, <laughs> but but I think I think I I think I'm fine. I think it's not jailable. Mm.
0: Do you think that there's a world where you should have just given the five hundred naira, an
1: and like not have my change? Oh, come
0: on.
1: come Word,
0: on, fair enough. In
1: fair in enough. this cozy lives, oh come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, is there a life hack here? Well,
1: uh, uh, I would say I would say it's a life hack because I don't want I don't people to go ahead and you know, I don't, I don't just to be part of like the. the some modus of brandy Hmm. so i would say no
0: okay well i mean from a perspective of if i did make up the question then my perspective might be like you've told the person to go and find change because you don't want to give them any money now you're running away (laughs)
1: oh oh, oh, wow yeah well Well, fair enough (laughs) (laughs) wait but in this situation do i have the thing or the what? is the thing with them the um like what's the you know what i wanted to buy from them
0: oh no you're not buying anything from them they're cleaning what they're cleaning your glass oh you sorry right to the glass. you know like those people oh, that just like come yeah, okay. on your glass. you haven't asked for it but then they're asking yeah, you man. for money and you're like okay fine come and collect change
1: hey man you know they say um um, uh, the market price is the fair price you know can you ask for it
0: market price of what
1: <laughs> uh, i mean the, the price we agreed on like you know that told me they told me it was like 100 bucks and i'm like hey man you know get me change so i think that that's fair yeah
0: but you haven't given them any change you haven't given them anything
1: of course they was slow. So, <laughs> Fair the, enough. You
0: gave,
1: you gave the traffic situation and you adjust it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. So the next question is a dating question. Um, I think this yes. one has more of a life hack in it than the first one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. You've been speaking to someone for months Um, on Twitter or whatever and you're finally ready to meet them for a date, you ask them to go on a date and they say yes. Um, and then on the day of the that you're supposed to meet, you open your socials and you see them fighting like with a bunch of people. And um, so you check the thread, you check like what's going on to see what they've been saying. And you find out that this person that you are supposed to go on a date with has been having full on arguments about um, military regimes and election rigging and they are pro both of them um and in the arguments where people are trying to like reason with them or try to convince them or whatever they're saying things like this generation is too sensitive and um basically they're shitting on all the people that are like how can you be saying things like this so what you do next is you message them and you tell them that yeah sorry i can't come because the tanker has fallen on the highway and there's no way for me to get to you is this a hack or should you not be lying to your dates
1: um um first of all i'll say i'll say it's a hack because i don't think i want to date Idia mean <laughs> so like this is like yeah 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 i think it's good on me to to to, to escape that so yeah yeah it's a hack. For sure yeah it's a hack for sure mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm.
0: what would you actually do in a situation like this
1: um i mean if i i mean i guess i would i'll figure out if my if my date had like some pretty abhorrent like views or like things that i think are like pretty trivial and they're not, like, not like it's not like it's not like it's not like crazy you know thing yeah i'll just i mean i guess i would just like whizzle out of it but like not in a dramatic way but like you know hey couldn't make it today <laughs> or tomorrow
0: or next tomorrow
1: <laughs> or ever or, or, or ever <laughs> fair yeah. enough mm-hmm.
0: um i think what i might do in a situation like this is just ghost them
1: uh-huh. aha yes 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 the traditional ghost
0: yeah. <laughs> if i have yeah. any phone number I just block it
1: <laughs> yeah, That that works.
0: That's 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 the only way out in my own in my own head.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I agree with you.
0: Hmm. Okay, 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 okay. Well that's it. Those are my two questions. Thank you so much for doing this. Um oh. thank you for your time oh, th- and
1: thanks thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. What would you rate this episode?
1: Oh yeah, sure. I rate it an eleven um, over ten because you are the one for me. Oh, I, I didn't think that through, but yeah, I, <laughs> I, yeah, eleven over ten for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Thanks. I don't have a rating for this one but maybe i will for the next one all right um we're gonna go now hey thank for uh, listening uh, um and we're gonna let you get back to whatever you were doing while you were listening to this episode hopefully you're not in traffic and if you are i hope we have kept you company do you have anything to say
1: um bye,
0: bye. <laughs>